This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Take yourself back, Nick, to uh, childhood and the past program. Do you remember that at all? Absolutely. I saw Bye Bye Birdie, I remember, um, and still remember the lyrics to the song from that program. Wow. Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah. Really? The song We Love You, Conrad. Uh, <laughs> That's very that obscure. Born specifically at Kirkland Fine Arts Center as a DPS youth. A, okay. a formative memory. Yep. No doubt. I Loved had no it. idea when and asking the, best, the question it was going to be that yep. exact. And the best part of all of it, even though the performances were great, yeah. whatever, you could have had a stick up there uh, for us to look at. When they would call out the bus numbers, that when it, when you got the call, that's always the, the highlight. Of, I, I fell, don't know why. <laughs> I fell in love the first time in my life there. What were we, like third grade, fourth grade? Yeah, as, as young as that, sure. Uh, and, and there was a young woman in the front or second row with a, a mini boom box playing We Got the Beat by the Go-Go's. Oh, wow. I can re- remember it like it was yesterday. At Kirkland? Yeah. A fellow youth? Before the show started. You fell in love for the first time at Kirkland no, Arts Center? What did I know? I was, <laughs> I was a kid. I am, I'm flabbergasted. Uh-huh. What a treat. Do we have these distinct memories? I know that, I, that these very, not just distinct memories, but like clearly formative yeah. and resonant Kirk, memories. Kirkland, I have crowd surfed at Kirkland. I've performed at Kirkland. When I have, in the world did you crowd surf at Kirkland? I want to hear about uh, this because people, people tell me that we have a stuffy reputation, and then I hear stuff like this. It's, um, it's the I, pipes, I think. I believe it was the concert that was um, on the bill included Simple Plan and oh. um, Sugar Ray. Amazing. Yeah. I'm assuming it was that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've seen. You're assuming how many times you crowd surfed I've, at Kirkland? I mean, this got to be. I mean, I can't remember the bill. I've been to a you lot. Remember of Remember Bye Bye Birdie for crying out loud? I know my friends and I were doing. But that. how many of you crowd surfed? That was probably the one. Okay. That probably that was That is awesome. Um, well, Kirkland Fine Arts Center, uh, literally, uh, is one of the greatest venues uh, here in the community that we have. I mean, you go see Vespers. You go do, like, uh, concerts. Uh, a few years ago, I remember seeing the Beatles band that they brought in that yeah. did both versions, sort yeah. of the black suits and the mop head stuff, and then came back out and did the the whole long hair and uh, next movement. And they were so oh, wow. good, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember celebrating a big anniversary there like on the football field with a fireworks show and a concert you know over the years kirkland has been the home for many 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 memories and that past program still goes on right absolutely yeah absolutely we love doing that with the decatur arts council and i know that we're already planning next year's um past well well, well, they plan their past right but Mm -hmm. we have an event coming in next year and it's a big secret i'm not gonna talk about right now but they're gonna do a past um show as well as a show for adults in kirkland so that's really exciting L.J. Pemberton is the marketing and patron relations manager. Patrons. That's like the masters in Kirkland Fine Arts Center. That's where we use the word patrons. That's right. Right? Uh, how are you? I'm so well. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Uh, reliving the go-go's uh, here this morning. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Uh, all right. So we got a lot of stuff coming up we'll talk about. But uh, uh, you're, you're not from here originally. Where, where were you born? I was I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so you come from the heat. I come from the heat. You lived in California. I remember I that. Did, but I did spend eight and a half years in New York City, which is also cold. Which is also cold. And uh, my family. This is odd for people who are from Georgia, but my family lived in Alaska for a part of time. I I didn't grow up there, but my grandparents lived there for a while. Really. And my mom um, 
now splits her time between Alaska and the Southeast. Do you go visit? So, of course. Yeah. And, Winter and, and, and summer. I, I'm watching True Detective, uh, uh, which yeah. is the new uh, Jodie Foster, uh, which takes place in fictional Ennis, Alaska. Oh, oh, wow. But they're in their 30 days of night thing uh, there, which is really fascinating. Hardy people. Yes. Can can live off the land better than almost any other population in the United States. It's oh, incredible. I mean, it helps. Down. It helps that the land has a ton of bounty. Like there's, you can still literally hunt and gather your food if you need to. So right. it's like, and uh, they can hunt and gather right. you too. Right. Absolutely. It's, so it's like a fresh seafood and varsity dogs. Yes. Yes. Well, but but it's also fair because right. it's not like hunting here. You're not out there with a gun and they have right. no. It's equal ground. That's there. right. They You're can at hunt risk. you too. You're at risk. Yes. A, a, that is for sure the case. And whenever I go up there, I'm reminded that we as people are just passing through. Yeah. 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 No it's doubt. wild. Uh, all right. So when does the planning process, I and mean, we talked about this and we'll talk about the schedule, but when does all of this start for you? So like when all for one, right. Coming up February 3rd, right. like when does that conversation begin? So in we started your... this conversation last summer. Okay. Um, this year, we've started earlier. We've already um, got our next season in motion. We're trying to get a jump start on it sure. because I want to be able to tell people at the Making County Fair what we have coming up. And last year, we didn't have it in, in stone yet, so right. I couldn't do that. Um, but yeah, this conversation started in the summertime, and we started putting our schedule together for the year. And we really wanted to bring in some acts that come from people's best memories Yeah. Um, in the 90s. And this is one of those bands. This is one of those groups, or shall I say. Do you feel a little dated right there with that reference? <laughs> uh, no. Come on. Uh, oh. They played at the celebration. No, I'm talking about the best memories being from the 90s. Come on now. <laughs> I, I like the 90s. I, cool. I don't mind the 90s either. I'm just saying my best memories didn't happen in the 90s. <laughs> well, I was a teenager, so in the 90s. I had good teenage memories from the 90s. I, I mean, I was going to say, like, the, this music was the music that I was, like, listening to while I was making out with people in middle school. I <laughs> swear? Like, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. 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 And you can, I can love you like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those songs are like... like like feel like commercial wise are everywhere today right yeah. like in a geico ad or something yeah they're doing well uh 20 million albums sold. 20 million albums they had five billboard top 100 hits mm -hmm. yeah um i swear is obviously the most recognizable but i can love you like that was huge it was in the top 10 as well um so much in love i turn to you these arms beautiful yep. as you it just the, the hits keep coming they have had a killer career and their music has also appeared in a lot of motion pictures that's what i feel like yeah. maybe that i heard it more yeah. that way anecdotally than i did like so. searching it out in at my age uh -huh. like it was just sort of soundtrack right. stuff. fabric of the culture type it, it, right. it certainly it was like that and having seen them live multiple times they are interactive with the crowd um, they they sometimes bring people up on stage. They they seem to work. Is it a foursome? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a. I mean, they they give you the. You whole know what's nine. strange though? Out of all of those kind of bands, and yeah. there were a lot of them. I can't name any one of them. Can yeah. you? No. I mean, Alpha One is the best. They yeah, they were just really good. Um, I you know, and I think that when they have the goods too, that's the other part. Is they, Jamie Jones? Jamie. Yep. Yep. I know who Jamie. Oh, Alfred yeah. Neveras, Tony. Borwag, they should have changed their names. This is not my fault yeah. uh, that I don't remember them. 
You should have gone with the Timberlake or something. Uh, <laughs> I think they go by all for one for a reason, perhaps. I know. That makes sense <laughs> yeah. to me. Uh, uh, so they will be at Kirkland on the 3rd? February 3rd. February. Is that a Saturday? That's a Saturday it's a night. Saturday night, 7.30 p.m. Go out, have a nice dinner with your mm-hmm. sweetheart. Kickoff. I'm thinking... Do a whole month of love. Why wait till Valentine's Day? You know what? That's don't do the commercial thing, right? Get in early. Thirty dollars, forty dollars, fifty dollars. Top uh, ticket price, right? Right. And we have a ten percent discount for seniors and veterans and Millican faculty and staff. We're also extending that to Richland students as well as Richland um, faculty and staff. All so right, very cool. So ten percent discount. Uh, there yeah. you go. So you know, you know when you see like the, the, the Kirkland has such great um, sound. You know, I, I mean, you you see that in like vespers and and other performances mm-hmm. like it's incredible the acoustics there right i mean the show there is really really good show at the devon in the middle of july is great but but the sound and the acoustics you're not getting any better than the kirkland fine arts center right no and and over the years i have seen hard rock i have seen um stand-up comedy including like kevin hart bill, uh, bill cosby howie mandel I'll, I'll just throw your asterisk in there. yeah <laughs> throw that one in there i've seen uh one republic the night they i were, saw colin powell colin powell <laughs> Uh, One Republic the Night they were Platinum. Different vibe. Yeah. (laughs) Every single show that I've seen there, the sound has has been like, not just like, oh, it's fine. Oh, it's great. It's tuned to me. It's like everything is crisp. And these guys singing, it's going to be wonderful. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, um, so do you have any like insight into, I mean, I'm sure they'll do all the hits, but like what kind of show is it? My understanding is they come out and just blow your socks off with ballad after ballad. Yeah, right. and um, they ahead. bring sometimes yeah. they bring a, a chair out. Sometimes and they why have, have you seen them live them. so many times? Just out of curiosity, I, I know their manager and um, yeah, they, they're just good and they've been in the area. So whenever they're in the area, I try to go. Okay, I mean some critics say that they sound even better now than they, they sound did great. at the height mm-hmm. of when people were listening to them in the nineties. You know, they sound incredible. They. they they're just tightly tuned to each other. If you go point. back to 2016, they were part of that I Love the 90s tour. Do you remember that? <laughs> With Salt and Peppa yeah. and Vanilla Ice and Tone Loke yeah. and Color Me Bad oh, wow. and Kid and Play and Young MC. I think Kid and Play <clears throat> kind of squirreling their way into that 90s thing. Weren't they more <laughs> 80s? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Probably late 80s. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think so. Uh, all right. That sounds like uh, a lot of fun. And you can't beat the ticket price, right? Uh, you know, you would go and see these folks in St. Louis or Chicago. Yeah. You'd pay more for parking than you would the entry-level ticket, right? Absolutely. And, there, you know, we have looked around at some of our competitors in the region. And even by comparison to some of our neighbors, we're, we're pricing for our market. We're right. pricing for our community. And we're really proud of that. Yeah. $30, $40, $50. Those are three uh, and for an extra twenty bucks, get the fifty dollars tickets. You're gonna get like up close view, maybe not too up close. Yeah, we're all talking nineties, right? You know, uh, maybe a little distance uh, helps, but the sound will be great. Yeah, it's gonna sure. be wonderful. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and as you said, an early Valentine's Day uh, exactly. uh, night uh, on Saturday, February third. Uh, we're KirklandFineArts.com, right? Is the website. Yes. You can also call the ticket office two one seven four two four. 6318 to, to purchase your tickets. I'm sure they're available night of, but don't mess around. I mean, if you want to get good seats and all that. Exactly. If you want good seats, go ahead and purchase them in advance. We always have a rush um, right before the show. Right. We are open three hours before the show if you're okay. a last minute buyer. So you can come by to the ticket office at that time. Our hours at the ticket office are Tuesday through Friday, 12 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. All right. Um, if you call outside those hours, you can leave a message and our workers will call you back. Okay. Other upcoming events. You've got an opera valentine. 
Valentine. Now, this is at the Albert Taylor Theater. Now, a lot of people, I think you'd be surprised how many people haven't been actually inside the Albert Taylor Theater, which is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's the historic theater at Milliken. It's the original theater they had inside of Schilling Hall. Um, and this kind of show, when you're in there, you are like almost on the stage, it feels like. It's such Very an intimate. intimate venue. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what is the Opera Valentine? So the Opera Valentine is um, a scenes program from different operas that are all about romantic love. And it's the culmination of... Okay, of break down the barrier for me. Okay. Okay, because I think when you say the word opera, yes. a lot of dudes uh, in uh -oh. general kind of go, whoa. Hey, now. Break. <laughs> opera. Let's break that down. Get me through that barrier. The, opera used to be one of the most controversial art forms of its time because yeah. it was depicting extreme emotion, extreme anger, extreme lust, extreme feeling. And to, to go see a scenes program, you're really kind of getting a taste of those different feelings all in one. Okay, so this is actually meant for guys like me. Uh, uh, it's the easy entryway breakdown into the greatest right, hits. Right, you don't have to sit through four hours yeah you you have a shorter program i think this one is about an hour and a half and you're going to experience um a, a smorgasbord if you will okay <laughs> that's not a word i often put with Do they bring in costume changes little set oh, pieces absolutely we were just talking with the director um aubrey hawkinson and she was telling us about the costume changes they're going to have little set pieces it, it's dynamic um, I'm really excited that our Millican alumnus, Philip Lopez, okay, is now this be is a, a Millican a alum, and he's coming in uh, to be a part of this, but also working with students. Yes, right? he's doing a residency the week before. He's going to be singing in the program. And um, I don't know if you know this, but he was recently named the bass baritone winner of the Metropolitan Opera LaFont Iowa District Competition, which is a huge deal in the opera world. You're going to be seeing a world-class opera singer. Now, do they do a caucus with that, or is that a... <laughs> Probably more people showed up for that. Changing pizza. It's, it's definitely juried. It's definitely judged and juried. Um, but different criteria, different criteria for All right, sure. That's February 9th uh, at 7.30 p.m. And and this is a typo. Tickets are 4 to $10. You know, I think that must... You know, we have a few seats in Albert Taylor Theater that are less than ideal if you want to be able to see everything on the stage and those we price well because below the standard. Because it's just the way it was built Right, years because ago. there are a couple um, supporting columns that are in the back. Obstructed so view is what you, they call if that. If you buy your tickets late. Been to Wrigley Field, you know exactly what that <laughs> That's looks right. like. Exactly. You might yeah. find those are the only ones left, and we do sell those at a discount. But I would encourage people to go ahead and $10 to see a world-class opera singer. Are you kidding me? And our students, too, who are incredible. I mean, this is going to be a great show. All right. That's uh, literally uh, coming up right before Valentine's, so uh, February 9th. Guys, if you've kind of, like, balked at the whole opera thing, this is, like, greatest hits. Right. Right? Yeah, it'd be fun. I, mean, I think something else you can think about, opera is athletic. This is athletic singing. It requires immense control so, of your body. Unlike most things sound. we're seeing live, they're actually singing while doing all exactly. of this. And for people that like the how it's made or behind the scenes sort of stuff, I've seen uh, multiple productions, um, you know, including like the Phantom of the Opera or whatever that are student run, where to keep things dynamic and moving, you're kind of watching 
that unfold in front of you as things are turning around in the backside something or something's coming in and off. So you're kind of watching how it gets set up and then you're like, ooh, what's this? And then the music starts. So I imagine it's exactly more of that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we did a pretty good job there of like selling an opera. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Are you sold, Brian? Uh, <laughs> not for 10 bucks. Not entirely. <laughs> Four. Almost. Uh, Four. View. Almost. Uh, almost. Uh, all right. And then the Millican Symphonic Wind Ensemble. Indeed. We are the world. We, we are the world. I mean, is that like what I think it is? Or right. They're not going to be singing We Are the World. I think that's a thematic title. Oh, so it's not yeah. Cindy Lauper's bracelets. Correct. Correct. Okay. That was the big thing. Remember that, Nick, when they had the I sound issue all of it. and they couldn't figure oh, out what it was yeah. and it was Cindy Lauper's bracelets. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, all right. What is We Are the World? We Are the World is um, it's a band concert. Okay. You know, a symphonic band concert. The big deal with this one is they're actually doing a world premiere of a composition by Shu Ying Li mm-hmm. um, called Luminance. And she is an award-winning Chinese-born composer whose works have been performed in major orchestras all over the world. Okay. And our own Millican Symphonic Wind Ensemble is going to be playing one of her pieces. This is something that it's hard to describe to you. But if you were there to see it in person, it would be, like, incredibly moving. I mean, when you see, literally, professional musicians and, and your students are, are at that level live in a performance like that it's incredibly moving and, it, and it's probably not something you even expect when you go in but you just when you see it in person and feel it and like, feel it like feel the vibration right. of that right i mean there's a reason that melodrama uses music to give you emotional you cues this is the kind of music when you watch a drama that you're that's like really tapping into that sense of what it's like to be alive as a person I mean, yeah I, I really believe that everyone's life can be given enriched and given like those special moments that make, that make time stop yeah. when you experience music yeah. like this. And, and there are instruments in particular like uh, that you it, it's hard to reproduce the feeling that you get when you see them live and in a very intimate experience close Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i always love picking out a different part or like focusing on one instrument and listening to their part and how it blends into the rest blends into everything i do that too i love it yeah that's absolutely great uh all right a couple of more things to talk about oh, the, oh, and, and yet say another, when that one is first. i'm sorry did it's we okay. not do that that one's march 2nd at 7 30 p.m See? at kirkland what? at kirkland those tickets are also ten dollars wow i don't know i i mean you you think about that just for a second you may or may not think it's your thing ten dollars you get to right. go experiment and see something maybe you haven't seen before uh, alive and you watch the perfection of which they do it. I mean, you, you think about this, um, you know, it's easy to understand like marching bands, right? You go to the University of Illinois at a halftime show or the beforehand thing, you, you know, when that band comes out oh, and absolutely. does that thing and how that feels. Now think about making that a very intimate setting mm-hmm. and doing uh, uh, something similar with people who are playing live music in a different way, 10 now. And in a venue that is tuned oh. to direct sound directly to where you're sitting, regardless of where you're sitting, it makes a huge impact. No doubt. No doubt at all. Now, that is literally uh, at Kirkland as well. Then we move over to the Virginia Rogers Theater, which is amazing because now you get to go see this incredible, I still say new, although it's not new, it feels still new, the building there uh, on campus, which is incredible. It does, and it's even more intimate than Albert Taylor. 
you're, you're literally walking into a black box theater, the likes of which you would usually experience in a place like New York City, and we have it right here at Milliken. Isn't it crazy? It's amazing. Uh, when I look at what they do um, in the behind the scenes, and if you ever get a chance to take a tour of that building, it is absolutely amazing what they do. Uh, I mean, all of the different rooms and the different, like you, you think about the front end of the, a theater experience. You don't often think about the back end, but so much of that building is about the back end. Right. And this room can also be transformed from a theater in the round where you have people sitting in the yes, circle. It, everything moves or around. Or it can just be a regular proscenium where you have the stage in front of you. All right. So um, what's coming? Awesome. So The Learned Ladies is coming. This is a farce by Moliere. Do you know who Moliere is? Uh, I, I do not. I'll, I'll be honest. I would like to be really pretentious right now and say that I do, but I don't. Well, he's considered uh, Francis Shakespeare. Oh. Well. He's, he's kind of a big deal. But but that's the French, so the you, you, you got to like give that <laughs> Well, I'll tell way. you, this show is not going to be in French. It has been translated into English. Well, that's good. So no barrier to entry there. Um, it's a modernized adaptation, and it's a satire of the pretension, as you mentioned, okay. of academics and um, how people think when they're in love. Okay. Man, there's a theme going on here. I feel like. All right. This is coming up uh, March 10th. This is coming up March 7th through 9th. Oh, 7th through 9th. I'm sorry. Then and 10th, then March there's 10th, a, a, yes. a Sunday matinee. Correct. Uh, now, tickets are $20. What can people expect from this? I think you can expect to laugh a okay. lot. I mean, when you, when you can go to All for One, right? You're going to have your ballad. You're going to remember being love in your life. Right. You go see Opera Valentine, it's going to be the drama of romance. Right. You go see this, you are going to laugh. Okay. The, the, these are the different valiances. These are for the cynics on, on Valentine's <laughs> Day. Uh, all right. I love it. March 7th through 9th, 7.30 p.m., and then Sunday, March 10th at 2 p.m. at the Virginia Rogers Theater. I would highly recommend. I mean, the experience itself, just being in the facility, is worth 20 bucks. Absolutely. It's beautiful. I love how they can reconfigure that whole thing. I mean, it's amazing. To it's, me. so, it's so fun. It's so fun. All right. And then finally, Marcy Playground. Um, uh, I, I like this band. I mean, I do. I know. They're great. I mean, it still looking... holds up for me. Yeah, absolutely. And he, he's continued to write great music for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's really incredible what range um, they have had as a band. Would you describe them as alternative? I, I, I mean, I don't know how to really how to categorize this. Uh, you know, they do a lot of alternative. They do a lot of I mean, all for one, I know exactly how to categorize. Marcy, like kind of I don't really quite know where to put that in the... At the time, it was considered alternative because, you know, it was, what, 90s was uh, Sex right. and Candy. 1997, yeah. Yeah, and, and it, you know, it wasn't grunge. It was just right there, almost mainstream, but a little singer-songwriter-y, I, th I feel. Yeah. Okay. It's a good band. He does a lot of acoustic, too. Like, right. You, you can have that more, like, intimate rock experience with Marcy Playground. All right. Now, that will be literally Saturday, May 11th at 7.30 p.m. Yes. All right. Kirkland Fine Arts uh, is an amazing venue. The Virginia Rogers Theater is an amazing venue. Uh, the Albert Taylor Theater. I mean, all of these sitting right here, just a couple of blocks that way west. Uh, and you have these incredible experiences. Uh, and I hope that people will indulge because you're going to love it.
Absolutely. And, you know, some people, I think, if they haven't been to one of these venues before, they might be afraid to show up on campus. How does parking work? How do I find the different venues on campus? If you call our ticket office, we are happy to tell you where the best parking is. We are happy to tell you how to get to the different venues, like what the ideal time is to arrive, all that stuff. We're here to help. We would love to see you at one of these events. All right. 217-424-6318 is the telephone number. KirklandFineArts.com is the website where you can purchase digitally uh, tickets to any of these things, I would highly recommend. You, you know, people work very hard. Um, you, you know, there's several venues, you know, in this community where you can go consume art and music and, and opera and plays and live performances. They work very, very hard. They raise a lot of money, offset the cost. I'm telling you, you know, a $10 ticket's not paying for, you know, all the hard work that goes into this. They're just asking you to show up uh, and experience. And when you go to, you, you know, uh, What's it like the Fox Theater in St. Louis, for instance? That's a great experience, right? You're going to pay $30 to park, you know, which will go a long way to, if not covering the whole cost, most of the cost for tickets for any of these performances. Gosh, the gas and driving. Yeah, no, I mean, right here in town. Right here. You're at the West End, you get home in 10 minutes, right? So just show up. They put a lot of work into this, a lot of heart and dedication. And it's always disappointing. Or like you don't know, or it's a last minute ticket buying town, you know, all these things we've heard all these years. And you're sitting there going, Anybody show up? Yes, they will. But please do. And, and you'll, I take a it chance on. It is a on, joy. I mean, I, I've only lived here. This is my second year now. But Has it been only two years? It's only been two years. When, when I stand in the Kirkland lobby and I see Decatur come through the doors, it just, I don't know. It makes me really proud to be part of this community and, and delighted to see my neighbors. I, I, I just really love it. All right. So how are you enjoying your time here? I mean, I'm having a blast, to be honest. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. How's your book? Well, my book is um, Ready to Rumble. It's coming out February 8th. Okay, February 8th. Yes. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Are you going to do a big to-do? I'm, I'm pl- I am planning all that as we speak. Okay. I'm, I'm probably going to do an event here in Decatur. Um, I have an event already planned on my tour in New York City, and I'm working oh, on Oh, you're some. going on tour. You'll I squeeze am. us in, maybe? <laughs> no. I'm going to start out here. You know, the book is coming out while I'm at a conference in Kansas City, and my publisher is actually based in the Midwest in Missouri. So Uh, um, it's pretty exciting to get to do, like, a regional thing. And uh, the conference I'm going to is called the – it's like the annual conference of the Association for Writers and Writing Programs. Well, that just rolls Uh, right off the tongue. Right? (laughs) It's a a mouthful. For writers. What region includes Kansas City and New York City? (laughs) Come on. The region. Yeah. The region call. Well, I'm, I'm doing a national tour, but the, my publisher, we're doing some, some regional events. How long so. all in on this book, uh, beginning to, you know, oh, published gosh. and touring? I started writing it in 2016. All right. And then I finished it, I think, in 2019. So it took me three years. To get to this point. To get, well, to write. To, to write it, and then and another then, three years to get to this point. And then another... Like three, four years to get to here. That's so. amazing. Do 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 you like uh, spit at people like Stephen King and you know? <laughs> I, I mean, literally. Does the, he spit at people? Well, no, I'm horrible. talking about just like being so prolific that they just put out like I, I mean, oh, oh, I like just you, you, you know, in, in that seven year period, you know, he put out seven books. Right, right. <laughs> I, I am definitely not as prolific as Stephen King. Let's be real, but I do write all the time. Like I'm always writing. I'm sure your endings are better. <laughs> 
One would hope. I would hope, right? Yeah. One would hope. Hey, your film ab- adaptations will have a 50-50 shot of being really good, too. Like oh, yes. Right? You know what I've heard, actually? Because I, I had the pleasure Okay, who one plays time. you in the film adaptation? <laughs> who plays me? Yeah. In the, well, I'm not in the book. Well, I, come on. You're in the book. Of course you are. You wrote it. I mean, you were in it, whether you're a character or I not. Think, I think... Uh, if, okay, who... I would love Florence Pugh to play one of the characters That's a great in my answer. book. That's a great answer. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, though, about bad adaptations, I had the pleasure one time of meeting James Elroy, who I don't know if you know, yeah. has wrote uh, L.A. Confidential, has written The Black Dahlia, and he told me in the class I was in that when The Black Dahlia was adapted, it uh, was a terrible movie. <laughs> But book sales skyrocketed because people saw the bad adaptation and they were like, what is this supposed to be? It's just enough there. It was just, just enough. enough. What is this supposed to be? Whereas when LA Confidential came out and it was such a great movie and it got nominated for all these awards, nobody bought the book. Oh, because the movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we'll just read the book. Right? We'll just watch the movie. Almost, That's interesting. Yeah. I had yeah. almost this exact conversation with Elmore Leonard one time, uh, you, you know, oh, who has absolutely. created so many characters that became then like these things. Uh, and, and if done best, uh, you know, like it's done really well, like in, in movies and on TV, but you almost create this thing that's so popular that it doesn't get attached to the books. Anymore. Right. Right. Because it's own thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was one of them. I don't know how many people did this, but after Jurassic Park came out, I went and read the book, the book. afterwards. Yeah. And I had always been a person who says, oh, well, the book is always better. But in that case, I kind of thought the movie was And Harry Potter's a two-year street. Two-way street. I will tell you Jeff Goldblum's character is way better in the book. Okay. I will say okay. (laughs) You don't remember, though, right? Because all you can think of is the movie. I will say okay, because all you can think of is the movie. Yeah, and, and all he did was, like, dress him in black. You know, that, yeah. like he's a smart guy, but kind of cool. I think Harry Potter, the movies came out of a bunch of people that read the books and then the the books got another life because of people mm-hmm. that saw the movies. I think it is a two way street back and forth. Mm-hmm. It could be. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Product of the Times too, though. Elmore Leonard uh, uh, earlier, the, the Raylan Givens character. But I will tell you also, Get Shorty is remembered as a movie with John Travolta. But the series they did for, was it Paramount? Yeah. Who did that? Uh, it was on Amazon. No. Or MGM. It was on MGM. Was it on MGM uh, with the the Irish actor? Yep. Uh, I can't remember his name. It was in Bridesmaids. Yep. Uh, is really really way closer to the writing of Elmore Leonard than the big popular movie was. Yeah. LJ, we just get we ramble when you're in here. I can't help it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's just like fun. Kirkland. Hmm? It is. Look at this. The the different. I mean, you have, what you have to choose from over the next couple. I'm not of months. kidding, man. I have so many shows I've been to see from there. So many. I took classes for four years there. I spent a lot of time there as a kid doing things, and then, you know, like I said, I saw Kevin Hart. I saw before he got big. I saw Grammy award winning artists as they're you know going gold or platinum mm-hmm. certified at the moment that they are mm-hmm. things ahead of time. Popular people at the Good Heart events that are relevant at the exact moment. Greatest hits. The whole gamut. They do it all. And it, I've never had a bad show there. Blonde girl, second row. We got the <laughs> beat. Box. I can't tell you what and performance Conrad, we were there to uh, see. And hello, uh, bye-bye birdie. I, I, I mean, I honestly have no idea what the show was. Did it matter? No memory of that at all. But I can but still remember, remember the other. in love. Yeah. That's fourth That's grade. That's special. What are you going to do? Uh, LJ, as always, a, a pleasure. pleasure.
Thank you for having me. Love having you. Come back uh, anytime, as much as you want. All right, KirklandFineArts.com. You can also give them a call at 217-424-6318. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit NewhoffMedia.com.